Now, the last thing we're going to talk about is conditional sentences from chapter 39. I'd like you to turn back first, though, to chapter 29 that Jeff Gibbs presented to you. Chapter 29. Now, in chapter 29, we presented some subordinate clauses, and we said that in the past, you always use the indicative mood. In the future, in subordinate clauses, you could use the subjunctive mood or in generalized statements. Now look at the bottom of page 198 and the top of page 199. On is used with expressions of condition. Okay, I means if and is often used alone with an indicative mood verb for particular conditions in the past or present. Now look at the examples. If he did this, he broke the law. I don't know if he did or not, but you know what? If he did this, you're accusing him of it. If he did this, he broke the law. Top of the page. If you are doing this, you are breaking the law. Now, if you're going to go into the future, on comes in with the if, and you get on. If the, disciples, if the disciple comes, he will save us. If he comes in the future, he will save us. The general statement also uses on. If Jesus, if ever, on any occasion, you guys were using that, or you were using that. See, if ever, on any occasion, Jesus sees a lame man, he always heals him. So what we've got here is you have I plus the indicative for allegations of fact. And then you have eon plus the subjunctive if it's future or it's generalized. I'm going to talk more about this right now, and it's going to come up more in this chapter. Let me talk about the difference between these two. When I was a student, it took me a long time to see the difference between this sentence. If it ever rains, we always stay inside. If it rains, we stay inside. And this sentence, if you are doing this, you are breaking the law. These are completely different in Greek. In Greek, the I plus the indicative deals with particular cases that are either true or alleged to be true. So I plus the indicative gives you what is called a simple particular condition. So, if Samuel says, I have 50 bucks on me, I say, if you have 50 bucks on you, you have more money than I do. Now, that's a particular condition. It's not certainly always true. Not after you cash a big check or something like that. But I'm saying, if this is true, what you're talking about, that you got 50 bucks on you, you have more money than I do. 
That's different from this. If he ever goes down to the gym, he always plays basketball. Now at this point, we're not dealing with a particular case. We're talking about a general situation. That on plus the subjunctive with present main verb is then called a present general. That is to say, it's in the present and it's generalized. It's generalized. So it kind of creeps into the future a little bit. If he's ever in the gym, he's always playing. That'll be true this afternoon too. But right now, and I'm not speaking to a particular allegation. I'm just talking about his habits. Here's the part that it's easy to get mixed up on. Now, you've got to listen to this part carefully. A simple particular might be generally true, but you don't have to word it this way. Samuel says, hey, we sold our house. I got 100,000 bucks on me. And I say, man, if you got 100,000 bucks on you, you got more money than I do. You know what? That's generally true. But if, as a Greek, and this is the part that got me mixed up as a student, this is a perceptual point of view issue. I could word this if ever on any occasion you have $100,000, you have more money than I do. But I could also word it as a simple particular, i.e., responding to his allegation. He says he's got $100,000. I say, whoa, you got $100,000. You got more money than I do. You always have more money than I do. So the important thing to realize is that a simple particular is responding to a particular situation or allegation, which might be generally true, but need not be, and often isn't. A present general conditional sentence is generally true. Generally true. Now, we did a third kind of thing here in chapter 29. We used on plus the subjunctive with a future main verb if it rains this afternoon we will have to stay inside this is sometimes called future and then they use a strange phrase here more vivid by more vivid we mean that it uses uh, subjunctives and it is at least quite likely to happen if it rains this afternoon we will have to stay inside future more vivid this is what I have given to you right here is nothing other than what's in chapter 29 the only the onlyest thing 
that we are doing for tomorrow's lesson is giving you the last and fourth kind of conditional sentence, which some of you were asking about, which is contrary to fact. If I were you, I wouldn't look at me like that. If they had been here yesterday, they would have been able to play. If we were in London right now, we would be able to see the beginning of the soccer season. Well, we're not. If they had been here, they weren't. If I were you, I'm not. So the contrary to fact situation in Greek is different than English. Because in our language, when we do contrary to fact, we use the subjunctive. If I were you, that's why you don't say if I was you. I was is proper indicative grammatical English. I were is subjunctive. It's technically a past subjunctive. Greek, now listen to this. Greek does not use the subjunctive or the optative for conditions contrary to fact. Why? Because a condition contrary to fact is contrary to fact. All right? And if it's contrary to fact, it's fact. I mean, if I were you, I ain't you. So what mood do you use? Indicative mood. Exactly. Indicative mood. Because there is no possibility of it. Therefore, it is as much a fact as if I am I, you know. So, basically, this is a huge difference between Greek and English. We use the subjunctive when there's some doubt about stuff. And interestingly enough, we use the subjunctive in conditions contrary to fact. Greek's actually more sensible. It realizes that things that are contrary to fact are factual. I ain't you. And so it uses the indicative mood. Now, we're going to see the appearance of our friend on once more. But this time, not with the optative, not with the subjunctive, but with the indicative mood. And this is how it would, it would be. If, I'll, I'll use the pronoun, if I were, well, I use a past, uh, um, a, an imperfect for a present contrary to fact. If I were you, then I would say, ain on doulas. If I were you, I would be a slave. This would be a master talking. If I were you, I would be a slave. Now, notice how there's no interlinear possibility here. Because it looks like it's saying, if I was you, I was a slave. But it's not saying that. And everything is dependent upon that on in the main clause. When that on is in the main clause, 
it makes this sentence completely contrary to fact. Now, I'm going to do one, a, a little different one. This is not a contrary to fact. This is a simple particular. If the slaves came, they broke the law. If the slaves came, you know, Mark told me slaves came yesterday in this area. They weren't supposed to. Well, you know what? If the slaves came, they broke the law. Once I put on in the main clause, it's like a chemical catalyst. A catalyst is something in a formula that affects what everything else is doing, but it itself need not be used up at all. That on is not really translated. It simply changes the nature of everything else in the sentence. And now, here's the translation of the second sentence. If the slaves had come, they would have broken the law. But they didn't come, so they didn't break the law. All right? So, a contrary to fact in present time uses essentially imperfects. A contrary to fact in past time uses aorists. Now, there's dispute about all this, but this is close enough for government work in the last week of a beginning course. Okay? <laughs> right. I mean, this is good enough. Uh, you can dispute this, but this is good enough. So, if I were you, I would be a slave is a present contrary to fact right now. If the slaves had come, they would have broken the law is like yesterday. Past contrary to fact. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you say future main verb, you're not really talking about a future No. The future indicative. No, no, no. Eon plus the subjunctive in the subordinate clause. This is the subordinate clause. And this is the main clause. That's what I meant by a main verb. Yeah, yeah, in the main clause. In the main clause. Uh, you know, if he comes, uh, he will be saved. No, no. Here. There. If he comes, he will be saved. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, if this one is, if he comes, if ever on any occasion he comes, uh, he speaks the truth. 
he speaks uh, to us. He speaks to us the truth. If, if ever on any occasion he comes, he tells us, he speaks to us the truth. That is, and here, see, um, I got to do this, sorry. La lie. This is a present main verb right here. So here, this is this, and this is that. 